It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 in the shootout to the Anaheim Ducks. For Vegas, it's an early 2-0 deficit. You've got to find a way to pull out of. Vegas gets it back to square, gets it to overtime but falls short in the shootout. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, like, how do you analyze this game in that, you know, for the Golden Knights, they fall down 2 nothing early, but we're clearly the better team. If you look at all the territorial advantage, the shots on goal, the chances created, uh, it's a tough loss for the Golden Knights. John Gibson was fantastic. And that is the reason why he was the number one star today, the 49 saves. And the ways that the Golden Knights beat him were a stone shorthanded breakaway and a deflected shot from Ben Hutton that would not have gone into the net if not for the skate of defenseman Urho Vakaninen and into the goal. Knights had a lot more chances. Uh, Dorofiev had a wonderful opportunity. That's the one that sticks in my mind that looked like it might have gone. Glove saved Gibson up against yeah. the right post. You could go down the list. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, Bruce Cassidy said it before yesterday's, yesterday's game in Los Angeles. He was more concerned about today's game than yesterday's game because of the back-to-back -back and having the layoff and the travel day of game yesterday. Plus, the Ducks had not played since Friday. They got to practice yesterday instead of having a game. Now, the other elements of the game, the Knights took too many penalties. Yep. And they also did not score on the power play. I mean, they have been so good with a man up, and they could not score on the power play today. And they adjusted the configuration. I'm still not sure why they put Nick Waugh in Mike Amadio's spot on that first unit. Yeah. You know, there were moments today where Mike Amadio has been the last couple of games, and he just wasn't there. You know, he was moved. They changed the lines and so on. I, I, I'm, I'm really not sure why because, hey, it's not like Mike Amadio is going to supplant Jack Eichel on the top line anytime soon. Right. But, you know, he's on a four-game scoring streak, which he extended today anyway. And, um, and a three-game goal-scoring streak coming into the game. So I was a bit curious as to why Wah replaced Amadio during that first power play. And, um, and then clearly there were a variety of line changes the rest of the game. Yeah, and I, I wonder if the, the line of thinking is maybe to just get Nick Wah going. It's been a minute since Nick Wah's put the puck in the back of the net. Maybe you're looking for that. But I, I also think that in that stage, at that point in the game, you're just trying to get back in it. So for, for, you know, for the Golden Knights... I, you stick with what's worked in the past, and Mike Amadio uh, certainly did that. Now, for Bruce Cassidy, uh, it was a, a lineup blender type of night where he was working for you know the majority of the game trying to find the right combinations. You saw elevated minutes or at least elevated chances for Pavel Dorofiev and for Jonas Ronbjerg. How do you feel they took advantage of their opportunities? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we've been saying about these guys. Ronbjerg's yeah. seventh game, Dorofiev's third. And, you know, that's not a huge amount of time. You know, but Dorfiev has had power play minutes, and that seemed to spark him a little bit. So when you get to play with Stevenson and Stone, you think, all right, maybe here's a you know chance. And, and yeah, I mean, he did get a great chance. You know, the glove save I just mentioned a moment ago. Uh, Ron Bjerg, of course, really likes playing with Smith and Carlson. But, you know, at the same time, it's, you know, like Gibson was really good, and it starts to get into guys' heads a little bit when a goalie is that good, and you're not scoring. And these guys have it in their head. We asked Ron Gerg, and he basically admitted it. 
that it, you know, it's in your head that you don't have any points now yeah. in seven games. I, I haven't talked to Dorofiev about it, and it's just been three games for him. But clearly these guys know that that line, nobody on that line that started Ron Dirk, Lecision, or Dorofiev have any points. You know, that, that's kind of a weird thing. So, you know, do you have some uh, head games happening right now with some of these guys? I mean, clearly William Carlson had a great scoring chance today, and he passed it up. Knights didn't even get a shot on goal. So some guys it affects more than others, you know, when it's not going. And then you, you second guess or you think twice, and sometimes that split second extra thought that you make cost you a goal. And I think that that might be the case with some, not all the players, but clearly that's the difference on a day where the Knights have two goals on 51 shots. Now, fortunately for the Golden Knights, you have the goalie change early on. Logan Thompson comes in. You, you mentioned hard luck, shootout loss. Logan, perfect throughout regulation, perfect in overtime. Uh, doesn't actually give up a, a goal that's going to be registered and, and takes the loss here. Yeah, and, you know, he, of course, stops all 22 shots that he faced. It's hard to say that too many of them were really great. There were a couple good ones, including the one right at the end of, uh, of the overtime. But, you know, like he made a couple good plays. There were a couple of times, Ryan, when you know, he went for a glove save and the puck popped out of his mitt or he swiped at it a little bit, which is not to say those are bad saves, but I guess you would expect someone like Logan to hold on to more of those. In other words, I'm not saying he was fighting it, but he wasn't super locked in. I wonder, you know, how often he has thought this year about having to come in. First time this year, this year, not last mm -hmm. year, but first time this year that Logan has had to come on in relief. And, um, you know, it's not, again, I'm not saying he was off or that he was poor or whatever, but you know maybe just a little bit different preparation when you're playing when you didn't expect to play and the fact that he played last night. So same question, right? Like what do the Golden Knights do? Obviously there are injuries up front. Now obviously injuries on the back end. Like how do you get a little bit more offense, squeeze a little bit more out of this lineup come Saturday afternoon against the Nashville Predators? Yeah, we talked about this last night. There was hope that Jonathan Marchessault, because he's traveling with the team, would get into today's game. That was not the case. He did not uh, take warm-ups. He did skate this morning, however. And so since the Knights don't play again until Saturday, you sure would think that Jonathan will get back into the lineup because he's close. It's not for sure, but it seems more likely than not that Jonathan will get back in. So for the time being, you have to figure he, Carlson, and Smith go back together. Now the question is, who plays with Stevenson and Stone? It had been a Matteo, and uh, we'll see now what Bruce Cassidy has to say about it, Ryan. All right, let's go to Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the media. Well, we talked about a couple things between periods. It might take two or three chances to score some nights on a guy if that's what's in front of us, and that's what it was. Um, you know, that's that's what it took. So that's how Hutton scored. We got some traffic around the net. We certainly threw a lot of shots at the net. Um, you know, you'd want to see some more screens maybe tonight, force him to fight to see pucks. But I don't think it was for lack of effort. It's just, you know, he was on tonight. Uh, there were some east-west shots he saved as well. I think we misfired in a few in the power play that worked against us, obviously, tonight. when We, we did find a seam and a good play, good opportunity to get him moving. Um, but all in all, he was uh, he was the best player on the ice. You made several in-game changes throughout the game. What were you looking for with those, and how did you feel your team responded to them? Well, I mean, we changed the goalie, and I, I'm not a big proponent of that, but I just, something looked off, and uh, we made a call. Um, you know, the goalie, back up, the goal, you know, when you play back-to-back, -back, we're always going to play two goalies, typically, and 
should be the most prepared guy on the team because he didn't play the night before. So um, that's not what I saw. So we went a different direction. Um, In-game changes was putting some younger legs with. There's a lesson in there. So if, you know, for example, for some guys, if you want to play up in the lineup every night, it's, it's hard. You're playing against good teams. You got to bring energy and puck battles for anywhere from 15 to 18 minutes a night. So some guys aren't used to being up there. And uh, so it's a lot to ask. So we put some younger legs up there, give them a chance to complement our top guys. Um, and that was the thinking. As beat up as you are on the blue line, how do you think your defensemen played? Uh, I thought they were very good. Um, I don't think they were an issue at all tonight. I mean, we're like everybody, there was probably a couple of turnovers you want back or a one-on-one situation, a box out. Um, but all in all, I thought they gave us some solid minutes. Obviously, Petro the most. He had missed some time, so um, he had a little reserve there, so we tapped into that tonight. Um, but in general, I thought our D were solid. Does it get frustrating for the players when you have so many power plays and they can't deliver? Uh, no, frustrating is the right word. Like I said, I think we made some plays on it. Honestly, we misfired on some some of our opportunities, and you know, it ends up being... You know, probably a difference in the game. Either team scores in a power play, probably doesn't go to a shootout, right? They had five, we had five. But for us being on the road and behind early, it gives you a little breathing room, um, you know, so you're not chasing the game the whole time. So for us, obviously, I thought the power plays were more important. You know, we weren't able to cash in. Our power play's been good lately, and tonight wasn't there for us. So, uh, like I said, it could have helped us. But at the end of the day, sometimes that's the goalie, sometimes it's the other team, and sometimes... You don't execute as well as you typically do, and I think it was a bit of everything. Thank you, Bruce. That was Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 3-2 shootout loss to the Anaheim Ducks. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 to two to the Anaheim Ducks in the shootout. Vegas falls to 24, 12, and 250 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference, but... For fans of the Golden Knights, I think you're wanting to see a little bit more in terms of wins on the board. You get a a two-game trip out of the Christmas break to Southern California. Yeah, it's a back-to-back situation. Not ideal, but the Golden Knights take just one point out of a possible four on the road. And for a team that, you know, going into this two-game set was so dominant on the road, you knew that there was going to be an evening out at some point. I don't know that it's that right now for the Golden Knights, but I do look at this and say, get a couple of practices under your belt and turn your attention to Saturday afternoon at 12 p.m. start time against the Nashville Predators, New Year's Eve day. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights were looking for a fast start but came out flat as the Ducks took advantage of a miscue in front of the net. Adam Henrique opened the scoring just three and a half minutes in. Anaheim back in on the right wing. Feet through the right circle. A backhand shot. Henrique stop. Rebound. Score. Miramanov side of the net. Looked like he'd be able to clear it away from the net now, but he just couldn't handle the puck. The Ducks take a 1-0 lead. Adam Henrique with his 10th of the year. 10th goal of the year for Adam Henrique from Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers. 327 in the first period. 
made it one to nothing. Anaheim. Later on in the period, the Ducks would add to their lead as a long-range slap shot from Adam Henrique beat Aiden Hill clean. The Ducks have the game's first goal. Remember, they had zero goals the entire first meeting. Now they've got another. Henrique's top left corner. A shot from just inside the blue line. Two first-period goals for Adam Henrique. Ducks two. Knights nothing. 7:34 to go. First period. Second goal of the night for Adam Henrique, his 11th of the year from Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry. 12:26 of the first period made it two to nothing. Anaheim. Bruce Cassidy, after that goal, would pull Aiden Hill in favor of Logan Thompson, marking the first time this season Bruce Cassidy pulled his starting goaltender. Just 12 minutes, 26 seconds into the game. After that goal, the Golden Knights would take a penalty. But luckily, Mark Stone went to work down a man. He created a steal, got in on a breakaway, and cut the Ducks' lead to one. Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, he scores! The seventh shorthanded goal for the Knights this year, leading the league. The second one for Mark Stone. The Knights now trail the Ducks 2-1 with 6.45 to go first period. Mark Stone, his 16th of the year, a shorthanded goal, unassisted 13-15 of the first period, made it 2-1 Anaheim. We would head to the second period. The Golden Knights down a goal, and they needed to put together a solid second period. No easy feat for the Golden Knights this year. They tilted the ice early against the Ducks, threw 20 shots on net. They stuck with it and eventually got a fortunate bounce as Ben Hutton tied the game with his first goal of the year. To the left wall, Ben Hutton steps down toward the left goal line, cuts toward the middle, he shoots, kick save, rebound, rattles around in front, they score! Phil Kessel right where he needed to be. Let's see who gets credit. Nick Watt reluctant to accept credit, and it's going to be Ben Hutton now. Ben Hutton's first of the season from Michael Amadio and Phil Kessel, 13-32 of the second period, tied the game at two. We'd head to the third period in a tie game. The Golden Knights and Anaheim, it was a fairly back and forth, pretty even period from top to bottom. There were power play opportunities. Uh, neither team able to cash in on the man advantage through 60 minutes. We'd head to overtime and killing a penalty in overtime late. In that five-minute frame, Logan Thompson came up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Fowler coming to hit. Ducks in with eight seconds on the left-wing side. Through the left-wing circle. Terry feeds right a shot. Glove save! 16 seconds left on the power play, but only two seconds left in overtime. Logan Thompson keeps this one going. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance. Car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So that big time save from Logan Thompson with just a few seconds remaining in overtime would push this into a shootout. With Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry converting in the first two rounds of the shootout, the Golden Knights needed to score to keep the game going. Riley Smith got the call but was unable to find the back of the net. Riley Smith will be next for Vegas. He's got to score. Lefty goes left, top of the circle, works to the middle, and he lifted it high, and the Ducks win it. Zegras and Terry score on both shootout attempts. A third round not required. Anaheim three, Vegas two. 
And the Golden Knights fall just a little bit short, 3-2 to two the final score. Anaheim defeats Vegas in the shootout, and for the Golden Knights, one point out of possible four on this quick two-game road trip to Southern California. Uh, a little bit of a similar script, though. You look at it uh, from a different perspective. John Gibson, 49 saves. You can quibble with the quality of shots, the quality of chances, all you want to if you're looking at this harshly from a Golden Knights perspective. But John Gibson, in my opinion, made some really solid, solid saves. Uh, the most impressive to me was Pavel Dorofiev backdoor. It's a seam pass on the power play. Dorofiev puts the puck exactly where you want to along the post line. Would have been over the pad, under the glove, and Gibson just snares it out of midair. That's a reactionary save. That's a 10-bell save. And that's what it took for the Anaheim Ducks to be able to take the full two points from the Golden Knights. Unfortunately for Vegas, didn't get the saves early and spent all night digging themselves out of an early two-goal deficit. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 3-2 in the shootout to the Anaheim Ducks. Vegas 24-12 and 250 points on the year. Tops in the Pacific Division, tops in the Western Conference, though those leads that seemed so strong earlier on in the year are feeling a little bit... A little bit tighter as we go along so for the golden knights you certainly want to get back to winning hockey and even though you've done some good things over the last two games coming out of the christmas break the momentum built and if you believe in momentum carrying over from a week ago to now or not it's kind of notwithstanding maybe use a different word confidence right the ability to feel good about where your game was at going into the Christmas break. You had a couple of big-time wins on home ice. You get back to above 500 on home ice. Everything's feeling pretty good. And now you, you come out of the Christmas break, which is one point out of possible four against L.A. and Anaheim in a back-to-back -back spot. Uh, not ideal for the Golden Knights, but you can understand why it's been a struggle recently for the Golden Knights to put the puck in the back of the net. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. I know nobody wants to do this right now, but we might as well talk about injuries because it's becoming a storyline for Vegas. I don't believe it's to the extent it was last year, and maybe that's something we explore on the extended post-game show a little bit later on, but it's hard to ignore what's out of the lineup right now for Vegas. And I said it going into the game tonight, in the pregame show. You have to adjust the idea, the mindset of what you think the Golden Knights are as currently constructed in this moment, meaning with a third line of Jonas Rombeard, Jake LeCision, and Pavel Dorofiev, zero goals, no points. You have to take that into account when you are putting Vegas in the same context of Anaheim tonight. It was a closer game. It was going to be a closer game than a lot of people thought it would be simply because of who's out of the lineup for Vegas. Tonight, missing from the Golden Knights, Alec Martinez, Zach Whitecloud, Shea Theodore, Jonathan Marcheseau, Brett Howden, Paul Cotter, Jack Eichel. If all of those players were healthy, 
they would be in the lineup, no doubt. No doubt. And, and I guess that's the big thing, right, is you look at it, and sometimes teams have injuries to players that are right there on the fringe, and they might be healthy scratch, they might not, but they're not going to draw in every single night. The fact of the matter is, for the Golden Knights right now, they're missing players that are everyday NHLers. I think you can make the argument, right, Will uh, maybe Paul Cotter isn't yet there, but Paul Cotter, in the moments he was playing earlier on in the season for Vegas, was giving you timely scoring, was giving you depth scoring, and was a player that was playing to an identity that Bruce Cassidy wants in the lineup. Obviously, we know what Alec Martinez brings to the table. Same with Zach Whitecloud, same with Shea Theodore. Jonathan Marsha, so his importance goes without stating. And then obviously Jack Eichel, to me the big one. You need Jack Eichel in the lineup as quickly as he can get back. Now that's not to say you rush him back, dealing with something, not sure what the timeline looks like, but in the moment right now, the Golden Knights have to find a way to get more production from players not named Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, Alex Petrangelo probably deserves to be in that category. That means more from William Carlson 5-on-5, more from Riley Smith 5-on-5, though Smith has been really good and productive on the power play, really good and productive on the penalty kill, but maybe you need a little bit more 5-on-5. Certainly you get a point tonight out of Phil Kessel and assist. You get a point out of Michael Amadio, uh, extends his point streak to five games but you still need a little bit more. I thought playing up the lineup, Pavel Dorofiev might have been able to find the back of the net, gain a little bit more confidence. He's making plays. He's just not able to get one to go. And the same thing, it's kind of a similar situation for Jake LeCision and Jonas Rombierg. They get some looks, and they're just not going right now for the Golden Knights. But between now and Saturday, you've got some practice time. You've got some time to, frankly, unwind, I think, after... You look at some of the minutes, Petrangelo tonight, 34 minutes for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's emptying the tank right out of the Christmas break. You have to recover and get ready for Saturday afternoon against the Nashville Predators. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show wrapping it up here. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 in the shootout to the Anaheim Ducks. Vegas 24-12 and 250 points on the year. And after a 13-3 start to the year, it's been a, a large sample for the Golden Knights at just about 500 hockey. Now, where do I think the Golden Knights fall? Something we'll get to a little bit later, but I think they're somewhere in the middle of that. And I think injuries are starting to become a talking point for the Golden Knights. I know that that's not where anybody wants to go after last season, but I think that there's an opportunity in front of Vegas to prevent injuries being a story. And it has to do with secondary scoring and getting some other players in the bottom six going if you're Bruce Cassidy in the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Uh, the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights were in a 2 nothing hole 12 and a half minutes into the game, and frankly, the second goal from Adam Henry cannot go in. When you are a team that is banged up like the Golden Knights are, 
and you're struggling to score five on five, you're struggling to find secondary scoring because of the injuries in your lineup, you cannot allow teams freebies. The second goal from Adam Henrique was a freebie. Bruce Cassidy was quick to pull Aiden Hill, get Logan Thompson in, and the Golden Knights spent the majority of the evening battling out of an early two-goal deficit. You can look at it and say, well, what's the difference? Maybe the, maybe there's a completely different type of game that unravels if you start one guy over the other. But the fact of the matter is the Golden Knights battled back. They found a way to get a point, unable to find the second standings point. Now it's back to the drawing board on Saturday afternoon at home against the Nashville Predators. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to the Anaheim Ducks in the shootout. John Gibson, 49 saves. In his return game after battling an injury, that means Vegas threw 51 shots on goal. Some quality chances. And I guess the story is, as it's been recently for the Golden Knights, an inability to finish, convert on the chances that you do generate. Uh, Bruce Cassidy mentioned specifically being off target, missing the net. Those types of situations where you've got grade A clear scoring chances, you've got to force a goalie to make a save. And it's like, it's hard, right, to say that the Golden Knights needed to force John Gibson to make more saves than he did. He made 49 saves in this game. But the fact of the matter is, for a Golden Knights team right now that is depleted, in order to prevent injuries from being a big-time talking point, you need secondary scoring. And you get it to a degree for the second game in a row, Ben Hutton scores his first of the year. Braden McNabb scored his first of the year last night in Los Angeles. But it's the same script, the same story. The Golden Knights just unable to make that next play, that last play, to push them over the finish line and get two points. So the main question, and it was posed to me earlier today, I don't know, around 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, do the injuries feel as dire right now as they did last year? Or does it does it feel like this is manageable for the Golden Knights? That's, I guess, the question that I'm posing to you, or maybe put a different way, how important, how prevalent of a talking point are injuries going to be for the Golden Knights? Do you believe secondary scoring is going to come through for Vegas soon? Those are kind of the two ideas that I've got here, but we can go really in any direction that you want to. All opinions, all thoughts are accepted here on the extended postgame show. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, all opinions and thoughts except getting with Mark Stone. Let's leave that one alone tonight for a change. Uh, the truth is, I don't think we're in as bad a shape as we were a year ago. Now, remember, on February 5th, we were still in first place in this division and ended up not making playoffs. So it can, it could easily get worse. At, at our peak, we had nine injuries last year. We have seven this year, two starting players. So we're not quite there yet. And here's the reason why 
I won't push the panic button yet. We had banked points, and you you said it till you were blue in the face. We banked some points tonight. We banked some points, and I you know I thought to myself, well, so what? You beat teams that you should have beat, but doggone it, you did. You banked points early in the season to get to the situation you're in now. And that means going into the new year, we're either going to lose to a mediocre Nashville team and we're going to wring our hands again. Or we're going to say, you know, we're going to get healthy pretty soon and then we're going to be a tough out. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think for the Golden Knights, it's it's all about finding a way night in and night out. I think we're kind of at that point in the season where you you, you you don't really concern yourself too much with, with how it happens so long as that you come out of, uh, of these games with two points. I think Nashville's an interesting matchup for Vegas. This is a team, the Predators, who historically have played well against the Golden Knights, but the fact of the matter is, like, you want to kind of finish 2022 on a high note. You want to find a way to get two points. You want to maybe get some guys feeling good about their game, solid about their game. And I, I think if the Golden Knights can get healthy sooner than later. And and listen, if Jonathan Marchessault is able to go on Saturday, that is healthier sooner than later. And I think that's a, enough to give you an immediate boost on Saturday. And then hopefully you can start to get some more guys back into the lineup and you don't have a secondary wave of injuries hit this team. Yeah, that's the key. No more injuries. And, of course, our, our defense, is decimated. It's not. There is no early return for any of the three guys that are out that I can see. So let's you know consider that too. Uh, as we move along and the season goes into the new year, we've got seven straight home games coming up after we go to Colorado on Monday night. Yeah, and that's our record at home. It's everybody knows is pretty mediocre. So this is the important part of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be important. No, it's going to be important, and I think that one of the things you're looking for is the extra practice time that will come from that schedule lightening up and sticking at home. And thanks, Mike, for the call. I think for the Golden Knights, we kind of lose sight of the amount of hockey that they have played over the course of this season so far. They are tied now with the LA Kings for the most games played so far this season at 38 and the Golden Knights just finished up a stretch going into the Christmas break where they were playing every other day there was a lot of travel involved in that so you start to lose out on practice days when you look at the Golden Knights schedule in the month of January it is way less compact and you have legitimate opportunities to work on some details within your game I think that's going to be important for the Golden Knights in trying to navigate guys out of the lineup so you want to take advantage of the home games you want to hope that the last two games at home are more of of what's to come for vegas on home ice and from there like if you're lucky right you take advantage of your practice time you take advantage of finding ways to win and hopefully it gets you through to the other side when you get some players back in the lineup 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out to phone lines bring in stephanie Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. So, uh, speaking of practice and time to practice, I think that it can't be ignored that we came off of the Christmas break into a back-to-back, no practice, um, with travel to both games. 
uh, whereas Anaheim came off the break at home, day to practice, and coming into this game. It, it, it makes a difference. It's, you know, you'd hope that, that we could have pulled a win out here, but from how it started to claw back and get the extra point and push it to the shootout is a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, obviously you've got the Golden Knights coming at it from a little bit of a different perspective. Um, there were heavy minutes, harder minutes last night because of the fact that you were chasing the game at times against Los Angeles, shortening the bench at certain at certain intervals. And, you know, tonight the Golden Knights emptied the tank. Alex Petrangelo over 34 minutes in the game. Like, that's not ideal. 38 games into the year, late December, but... You know, you got to try to find a way to get uh, points out of a game, and, and at least the Golden Knights were able to claw back and get one. Yeah, and um, I, I'd also like to point out a, a little interesting thing that I saw when I looked back at the, the Ducks' schedule. Um, of the teams that are above us in the standings, Anaheim uh, has beat Toronto mm-hmm. and had to push Boston to a shootout that they, they ended up, Boston ended up winning it. But, I mean, it's... Any team can be competitive against any other team. It, 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 it's not just so cut and dry like, it's the Ducks, we're going to beat them. They have to show up, they have to play the game, and we are highly injured. But even with that, like I said, they pushed, came back from 2 nothing, shorthanded goal. It, it, it's not like super doom and gloom. Like, just hopefully Marshy's back when we play Saturday. Hopefully um, Eichel is coming back soon, Howden. Uh, Shea Theodore hopefully is getting closer since he was listed as week to week and not month to month. It's, you know, just sometimes you have to write it out. It's not always pretty, but what matters in the end is where you get to. Yeah, you're absolutely right there, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. I, I think for Vegas, it's you, you take the point for sure, but you've, you've got to find a way to get more out of what you've got in the lineup. And, and I think that there's there's an opportunity in front of the Golden Knights going home to maybe provide better matchups for Jake LeCision, Jonas Ronbeard, Pavel Dorofiev. I've liked Pavel Dorofiev's game. I think that there's something there. He's just got to get a puck to go for him. And then all of a sudden, the plays that he's making, maybe a little bit more confidence and ends up in the back of the net. But, you know, for the Golden Knights tonight, you threw everything at John Gibson. He was good. Um, it sucks to come up short, and it sucks that you have to come back from two goals down on the road against Anaheim on the second half of a back-to-back and spend all that energy trying to find a way uh, to get something out of the game. So uh, different ways to look at it, but I think for the Golden Knights, get a couple of days rest, get some practice time in, and they'll be good to go on Saturday against Nashville. 702-876-1340 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Blake. Hey, Blake, how are you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? Good. So I think what I want to talk about is being as positive as I can be after losing to Anaheim, even gaining a point, even road record aside, home record aside, and, and frankly, injury aside, I feel like February, or January is going to be a huge uh, kind of turning point. Either it's going to be good or bad for the Golden Knights. When you look at their schedule in the in the seven-game home stand that's coming up and, and the the road stand that's going to end the month, all but about two of those teams are in a decent playoff position right now. I, again, it can't really be that excuse, whether it's injuries or not, 
It has to be coming down to getting points and winning games. And January, I think, is going to be a big turning point one way or another. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think January is going to be a big month for the Golden Knights. I think, you know, you've got a big homestand. And for a team that right now sits 10-9 and nine on home ice, you've got to turn that around. Like, you're looking at wanting to pick up, what, five out of those seven games, maybe more, if you're Bruce Cassidy and the coaching staff. And, you know, the only way you're going to, get, you're going to be able to do that is to find a little bit more scoring and get a couple more saves. Yeah, and I, I, I want to, like, kind of bring up the point about the whole, like, banking points thing and everything like that. Again, totally fine. But And I, and I hate bringing up the injury thing night in and night out. But if some of these guys don't get back soon or we don't get these these bottom six guys to start contributing into this into these games, it's going to be night in, night out where we're struggling, hoping for goaltending to do anything for us and have to rely on our defense over and over and over again, which is now even more depleted. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point, Blake, and thank you for the call. I, I, listen, I, I look at it from this perspective. The Golden Knights are going to have to get comfortable in two, one, three, two games. Until you get Jack Eichel back, until you get Jonathan Marcheseau back, until uh, – and, and we don't have a timeline yet on Alec Martinez. Not too sure what that outlook is going to be. Um, you know, but without Martinez, White Cloud, Theodore, Marcheseau, Cotter, and Eichel, like you're, you're going to have to be – in a position where your defense is locked in, dialed in, and you're okay trying to eke out a 2-1, 3-2 win. And, and sometimes that means the Anaheims of the National Hockey League can find a way to get you in overtime or the shootout. And that's what happened tonight for the Golden Knights. But your, your point is well taken in that you either need players coming back into the lineup that are injured or you need more from everybody. And, and, and we get hung up on top six, bottom six, and I think it's a fair point, right? Um, everyone needs to step up for the Golden Knights. Mark Stone, Chandler Stevenson, Mike Amadio, they've been carrying the mail, so to speak, for the Golden Knights, but you've gotten contributions from Ben Hutton and Braden McNabb. That's going to have to continue along with contributions from William Carlson and Riley Smith. Everyone's going to have to step up at some point until you get some of these players back in the lineup. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 3-2 to two to the Anaheim Ducks in the shootout. Vegas 24-12 and 250 points on the year. Next in action on Saturday at 12 p.m. noon against the Nashville Predators at home inside T-Mobile Arena. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, I got a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's, it's the midyear time. I mean, we're starting a new year. My theory is this. We're flipping the script, and it started tonight. We're going to start winning all of our home games. And maybe go 500 on the road. Yeah, that'll work. That's just what I'm thinking. It has to be because, well, and plus, when I hear on the day, it's the Ducks, we really should win this one, I get a sinking feeling like, oh, we're going to screw this up. <laughs> it just happens. Last of all, um, with, if, Aiden Hill has another bad game or so. 
I see online a lot of people pushing for Vassois to come back up because he is kicking it in um, the AHL. Do you think that's being considered? Yeah, I I do think it's being considered. Um, I mean, I, like if you're if you're the Golden Knights, Kelly McCrimmon, George McPhee, Bruce Cassidy, like you're keeping tabs on everything right now that's happening in Henderson. And you know, for for Laurent Brossois, I think you're just looking for an opportunity to play at the NHL level again. You're, you're trying to find your game in the AHL. He was fantastic kind of going into, uh, you know, last week. And, and tonight, I think, allowed five goals on, on 18 shots. Um, so not a, not a great start tonight for Laurent Brossois. But, you know, I, I think that Aiden Hill kind of deserves another look. He deserves another start. I, I think, you know, you're, you're coming off of not playing a game in 10 days. You've got that that Christmas break to contend with where you're not on the ice, you're not practicing, you're not getting game time situations. And, you know, you've got a, a, a tired team not to necessarily make excuses there for, for Aiden Hill. I just think, you know, we're talking about a, a player that's eight, three and one so far this year, you give him another opportunity, you give him another look and maybe you give Lauren Brossois another couple of starts before you make that move or make that switch. Yeah, I agree. Um, Aiden's been real good. Maybe just an off night. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that's some that the it's one of those situations where we wondered about goaltending going into the game last night between Vegas and Los Angeles. Logan Thompson was was perfectly fine. Phoenix Copley was perfectly fine, um, and you have a little bit extra time between starts for Aiden Hill tonight. And I think the rust just kind of caught up with him early. Uh, thanks, Rita, for the call. You heard it from Bruce Cassidy, just saying didn't look right, didn't look comfortable in net and you give up a goal from that far out uh, I think it was the right move in the moment for for Bruce Cassidy trying to shake things up and get his team going 702-876-1340 is the number let's head back out of the phone lines bring in Anthony hey Anthony how you doing uh, hey how you doing um actually I was calling to bring up the Brossois thing uh as well um I just wanted to follow up on that too um about the waiver scenario I don't know if if um Hill could just go back and forth um, without going through waivers or anything like that. Maybe you can touch upon that. But yeah. um, I also had another point about the deadline uh, after after the first point. Yeah, Aiden Hill, if you were going to send him to the AHL, would have to clear waivers first. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, I think going down the stretch, it's better to have that depth in the system than risk losing him to another team. Um, and then my second point was... I mean, look, none of us, I mean, at least I'm not too worried about this team. Um, I think as we approach the deadline and, and guys start to get healthy, um, we're going to be looking at the same scenario with the third line center position. Um, do you see them trying to do something at the deadline? I know they're up against the cap, but it could be like a, you know, salary out, salary in sort of thing for a, a, a third line center. Yeah, so that's that's a really interesting point, Anthony, and, and thank you for the call. I think that there's something needed, something necessary for the Golden Knights on the third line. Now it depends on where you're where you're going to fall with your center iceman, right? Like Chandler Stevenson is really where this entire thing hinges. Because if you look at Chandler Stevenson and think that he's a center iceman and he's most impactful down the middle of the ice then you can roll with a center core of Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, and Nick Waugh. That's really, really good 
in the context of most NHL teams. But if you've got Chandler Stevenson up on the wing on your top line alongside Jack Eichel and Mark Stone, you've got the Misfits doing their thing, then all of a sudden you've got to find a way to jumpstart the third line. You've tried Brett Howden down the middle. You've tried Nick Waugh down the middle. You've tried really every combination of center icemen that you could utilize in that spot. Is that where you want to go? Do you want to go with another winger that maybe you can put up the lineup with Eichel and Stone and you can move Chandler Stevenson down, get a little bit more depth that way? I don't know if it's a center iceman that they're looking for. I don't know if it's a winger, another top six forward in general. But I do think that the third line, or at least figuring out a way to have four lines you can roll over on top of one another and be impactful and play to an identity is the area of focus for the Golden Knights going into the trade deadline. Uh, Hopefully that answered your question. I think we need a a larger sample size with everyone healthy before we look at it and say, okay, definitively, the Golden Knights need a third-line center or they need a third-line winger or whatever the case may be. That's going to come with more information when this team is fully healthy. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wrapping it up here, the Golden Knights fall 3-2 in the shootout to the Anaheim Ducks. Vegas falls to 24-12 and 250 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division, still tops in the Western Conference, but I think for the Golden Knights and fans of this team, uh, you want to start seeing more consistent W's on the board as you move into the new year. Speaking of the new year, the Golden Knights are next in action on Saturday at 12 o'clock noon against the Nashville Predators. It is the New Year's Eve day game. Yeah, it makes sense. Trust me, we will be there. 11 a.m. pregame show on Saturday. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Angel. Castro down here, making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input until Saturday afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.